You are listening to the Summit Church Garden City Podcast. Our vision is to treasure Christ above all else and live for more. Let me start by asking you a question. Who likes making New Year's resolutions here? Okay. Okay. In the last five or 10 years of your life, if you were to put a number, what is the percentage of delivering on the New Year's resolutions that you've made? <laughs> yes. One honest soul in church. <laughs> Was it 20%? Was it 5%? Was it 0.0005%? <laughs> I'm asking because December 25th, Christmas Day, just a few days ago, we celebrated truth, the birth of our King, Jesus Christ. December 31st, approximately midnight, so last night, or in our case, January 1st today, is the day we celebrate lies, global lies. Lies that we all tell ourselves. Just think about it. Just think how crazy this is. We make promises that most of us do not keep. Um, not all of us. There's some really disciplined people here. We'll parade you up on the stage and we'll applaud you. Don't worry. But we've been doing it for years. Things that we promise, things that we say, yeah, we're going to do that. And then it just, no, it doesn't happen. And by the way, they are not even New Year's resolutions. Not for a lot of people the things that we promise, the things that we do. I mean, let's be honest. They are more like emotional suggestions. You feel a strong emotional impulse because you may have had some good food and a lot of it. And then in the next second, it becomes a New Year's resolution. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this. Yeah, because I feel strong about it. Just give yourself a few days. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to disappoint. Um, but, but how many years have we done this? I mean, you, you, you promised emphatically that you're gonna, something is going to change in your life and you promised you would talk differently to your wife. You promised you'd spend more time in prayer and in the word. You promised you would spend more time with the kids. You promised you'd be less of a glutton. And, and then crickets. It doesn't happen. I, I'm speaking from experience. So just in case, I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching at all of us here. Do you know what the darkest day of the year is? Yeah, I would say January 3rd, <laughs> two, two days from now. That's the day we're all like, ah, just kidding. I'm just teasing. Never mind those things that I promised. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Listen, I got no beef with making New Year's resolutions. I do not. If we can somehow turn these emotional suggestions into serious heart driven promises. How about that? Or maybe even better, what if our New Year's resolutions are actually Holy Spirit convictions that are grounded biblically? How about that? That, that have biblical support. And then how about inviting God into this so that it doesn't become just another year where we make some emotional suggestions and then three days later we just drop them. How about we turn these convictions into prayers? How about pressing into God's presence with them, not just one time before the year's, you know, the year's over, but consistently and frequently and fervently throughout the new year. Inviting God to accomplish these things in us. How about that? 
Yeah, help us, Lord. Now, if that's our vision and version of a New Year's resolution, then sign me up. By the way, church, would you like to sign up as a church for something like that for 2023? Can I make a really good suggestion? I mean, I wrote up a New Year's resolution in form of a prayer, what we're kind of talking about here for us, for Summit Church. And I'd like us to see if the shoe fits. I mean, give it a listen and see if you have the same heart desires. See if you'd like to make this your New Year's resolution. And then to turn this into a consistently and fervently brought before the throne of grace and mercy prayer throughout the new year. But can I just be honest with you? I, I just said that this is a suggestion of mine, but, but, but really, it's a must. Let, let's do it. Let's actually do it. Not much of a suggestion, but a must. So, I'm, so what I'm going to do, what we're going to do today, this morning, I'm going to read one main verse this morning, John 3.30. And just to give us a bit of a context, this is John the baptizer saying this. So this, is, this verse is kind of like the main longing and desire of the heart that, 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 that I want to break down into four different points as our New Year's resolution in prayer for. You guys okay with that? In this verse, John 3.30, you know, this is what it says. This is what the Bible says. This is what John says. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. I'll say that again. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. He must increase. I must decrease. Let me say that again. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. He must increase. I must decrease. Amen? Now, if this longing of John, this deep desire of John, if this prayer captures in some way the deep longings of your heart, and let me just say that it should, again, let me just say that it should, I invite you to join me in making it a prayer for 2023. And again, I say this, I not only invite you, church, but I urge all of us to make this the New, Year's, the New Year's resolution for 2023 and turn it into a prayer that we bring to the throne of grace and mercy on a regular basis in 2023. You guys okay with that? All right. So I have a bit of an introduction and then we'll get to the four main points. Kind of like practical things out of this, stemming out of this desire, this verse, John 3.30, that he must increase, I must decrease. I'm going to try to go slow so that it just really sinks in. Oh, Father. Prayers start good with when we say, oh, Father. <laughs> when John the baptizer made this beautiful declaration that he must decrease and your son, Jesus, must increase, that your son, in other words, would get more and more of the glory and that John would get less and less of the attention. When that happened, it really completed his joy. That's what, that's what he, he said. His joy was full. And so, Father, we know that this, this was only possible because, and I'm going to say a lot here in these lines, it was only possible because in the secret place, the prayer closet, in prayer, where no one else saw, your spirit disciplined him. Your spirit worked at his heart until he no longer trusted or acted on any selfishly ambitious impulse. There's a lot of emphasis on that secret place in prayer. And the desires of his heart were aligned with yours, Father. So, Father, this is our desire too. 
This is our desire as a, as a body, of, as your church, as a body of believers, that Jesus, you must increase and that we must decrease. And Father, to that end, we make this prayer to you as we begin this new year. And here are four practical things that we want to pray for daily in 2023. Again, stemming out of this desire that, Jesus, you must increase and we must decrease. And here, here we go, the first one. Increase our love for you as the greatest treasure of our hearts and decrease our love for the idols in our life. Or if you don't like the sound of that idols, the lesser things in our lives. Let me say that again. So this is the first practical thing that I want us to pray through 2023. Increase our love for you, Father, as the greatest treasure of our hearts and decrease our love for the idols in our life. Are we okay to pray for that in 2023? Does anyone need to pray? Do you feel convicted that you should pray that in 2023? I do. If you were to examine and analyze this passing year, 2022, where would you say that your time went? How about your money? How about your energy? How about your abilities and giftings? Where'd they go? If you were to analyze and just break down the year a little bit. Where did your mind go to when you weren't necessarily doing anything that needed focus? Because that's very, very telling. It usually goes to something that you love. It usually goes to something that you cherish, that you just, that you uphold, that you, uh, that you desire, that you, that you, that you want to have. That the reality is that, this is what the Bible says, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. It's very telling. So wherever your money goes, wherever your time goes, where your abilities go, where your, that's where your treasure is and that's where your heart is also. Do you know what usually happens if we continue to love and cherish the lesser things in our lives? Because let's face it, anything, anything other than God is a lesser thing, Amen. So if we continue to love these lesser things, the ironic thing is that our lives will be ruled and governed by fear of losing these lesser things. How ironic. Those things are called, again, idols, by the way. But the awesome thing is that if we pursue to love God, if we pursue in 2022 to, to, to love God more with all of our being, we lose absolutely nothing, church. Absolutely nothing. I mean, we, we have this command from, from Jesus and all the, all the gospels. I'll just, I'll just say it. Uh, I'll just um, quote it from Luke 10, 27, where Jesus says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and all your mind. The reality is that if we pursue to love God with all that we have, we will only ever gain. So I guess our prayer, our prayer should be in a practical way, right? Lord, help us to return to our first love. The love that we read about in Revelations 2.4, the Bible says, but I have this against you that you have abandoned the, the love you had at first. And Lord... Do whatever it takes this year to increase our love for your son, Jesus Christ, until he truly is all for us. Are we good with the first point? Is that what we want to pray for 2023? Can we do that, church? So, increase our love for you, Father, and then 
however you want to say it, make sure you capture the essence of it and decrease our love for our idols and the lesser things in our lives. Number two, increase our trust. This is, this is, this is so big. I was convicted at every point. <laughs> increase our trust in your promises and decrease our trust in our perceptions and imagination. Oh, oh, oh. I'm just going to, probably, I shouldn't say anything for 10 minutes. Just let you think about that for a second. Let it sink. Let it simmer. Again, increase our trust in your promises in 2023 and decrease our trust in our perceptions and imagination. Listen to Proverbs 3, 5, 6. This is what the Bible says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. For the last two months, our family has been, just like a lot of other families, pretty much every family in the church has been going through this two-month season of being sick. Three or four cycles of sickness, one after the other, like, oh, when is this going to end? At the end of it, I'll be honest with you, church, I felt very weak. And all I could see is our circumstances. I'll be honest with you. And a season like this can really take a toll on you. It can really tire you out emotionally and mentally and, and, and spiritually even. And the reality is that if you don't have the right focus, what ends up happening is that your circumstances will start to dictate your actions. And I've seen that in my life. You start saying things that you shouldn't. You start saying things to your wife out of emotional impulses and reactions. You start to react emotionally and sinfully to your kids. Anger and frustration comes out more easily and starts to control you. And like, oh my goodness, what is this coming out of me? Now let me tell you, kind of a side note, God always has a divine purpose through hardship, doesn't he, church? He does. We just went through the book of James to grow us more like his son, Jesus. But from the devil's perspective, these circumstances are monsters. They are tyrants. He's going to use them for bad. That's what he intends. They want to rob us of all joy and peace and faith. And they got one job to destroy your faith. And devil's going to do everything in his power to do that. But the amazing news is that God knows with precision more than we do that life on earth is going to be a struggle sometimes. And so he put in place extraordinary promises for every season of life. How amazing is that? I think there's over like 5,000 promises, depending on how you count that. But anyways, a lot of them. And if we really anchor our faith in what God promises in God, we will most definitely become freer of anxiety, freer of stress, freer of, of, of depression and fear. But John 8.36 says, so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But, but check this out. And the Son sets you free when you start diving into His Word and you really get familiar with His promises and then you believe His promises. That's how He sets you free. That's how He sets us free. Listen, there's no greater apologetic in this world than a Christian who really believes. Hebrews 11:6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please Him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Church, I think in this matter, it's really simple. 
There's no greater Christian than the one who takes God at his word. (laughs) So let's do great things for the kingdom. Let's conquer nations for Christ. But if we don't take Jesus at his word, not sure we've accomplished anything. And that's exactly what we want to do, church, in 2023. Take God at his word and believe his promises so we walk more in in freedom and not be slaves to fear and anxiety and stress and darkness and depression and and, and be conquered by sin. and, And yeah, no. The funny thing is that there are two types of promises that God makes to us. Promises for this life and then promises for eternity. I'm really, really simplifying it here. Maybe I shouldn't, but let's just go with it. Our problem is that we mix the two all the time. We don't know which one's for eternity. We don't know which one's for here and now. Like, what's going on? And we, and we do that because we're not really diligent in studying God's word, okay? We read about the fact that in heaven, we will walk on streets of gold and kind of tongue in cheek, I'm using that. Walk on streets of gold and we think, oh, streets of gold, that's nice. It must be for this life. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> If that's the case, then I'm going to acclimate to heaven here and now, and I'm going to buy the bigger house, and I'm going to pursue making money, and I'm going to purchase this car that I can't afford. No, no. I really went to the extreme to prove a point here. No, no, that's not. We, we mix the two all the time. No. Let me give you an example of a promise that is for eternity, for then, right? Not for now, for, for eternity. Revelation 21.4 says, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Guess what? You're still going to cry in this life. We're not, we're not just there yet. <laughs> and he says, and death shall be no more. Well, we're still dying, right? Neither shall be mourning. We still mourn, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. This is a promise for eternity, not now. But let me give us some examples of some amazing promises that God makes to us for here and now. He makes us promises that he's our protector. Did you know that? Did you know that? Psalm 27, one says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Now, today, this moment, this second. He says, whom shall I fear? It says, the Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That's for today. That's for right now. It's for right now. Deuteronomy 31.6, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. That's for here and now. So take it. Does that mean that nothing will touch us? That we will never get hurt? That we will never get sick? That we will never suffer? No, it doesn't mean that. The Bible talks about the fact that our ultimate salvation is when we'll be glorified. That's our ultimate salvation, right? Meaning that when we get, when we get to resurrect into these awesome new bodies in our home in heaven, that's our ultimate salvation, where we'll live with Jesus in blissful joy for an eternity. But we're not there just yet. So when God makes us the promise of never forsaking us, it means that he will walk with us through thick and thin, good season and bad season, here in this life, all the way to eternity he'll he'll make sure he'll protect us until we get to heaven to that end not only is he our protector but he is god is our provider here and now god provides 
Uh, Matthew 6, 31 to 33 says, Do not worry then. Do not worry then. How, 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 how many sleepless nights have you spent this, this, this year, 2022, and just worrying and fretting and tossing and turning? And, where he's, and he says here, do not worry then. For it's for here and now. Do not worry then, saying, what, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. And then he says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. And then he'll... he'll I'll give you another set of promises. The Lord promises me peace. This is one of my, wow, I, I know I need peace. <laughs> With everything that's going on in our lives and in the world, we need peace. And he promises us peace for here and now. It is yours. It is mine. It is yours for today. John 14, 27, Jesus says, peace I leave you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Uh, and let me just give you one more. This, this one is by absolute favorite promise. This one can be a powerful weapon when you believe it against the devil, right? This is for when you're tempted and you feel that everything in you is screaming, no, I can't take it anymore. I have to give in. Forget it. This is too much for me. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to men. Check this out. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. Did you hear that? I mean, I don't care if I feel that this is the end of me. No, 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 no. He's faithful. You may feel that you can't take it anymore, but that's not reality. He says, but with a temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. But see, the reality is that when you lose focus of these promises, church, it can get very ugly very quickly. It can get very dark very quickly because we lose focus. So Father, please increase our faith as we dive into your word daily in 2023 so that we would know your promises inside out and believe them. So Father, do whatever it takes this year to help us walk by faith and not by sight. Amen? So, first one, increase our love for you, decrease our love for our idols, and increase our trust in your promises, and decrease our trust in our imagination and perceptions, and there are a million of them. And then number three, increase our faith. This is, again, powerful, I think, and very convicting. Increase our faith in your power and willingness to provide for our material needs, and decrease our fear-fueled efforts to financially secure our futures. Just read it a few times. It's on the screens. I'm not going to say it again. It's a long one, but it's so, I think it's so convicting and powerful. Let me ask you a question. Did God provide for you this year? Did he? Let me ask a rhetorical question. Rhetorical because you're standing here today and you haven't died of hunger yet. <laughs> Did God provide for what you needed? Like food and water and, oh, we didn't get that promotion at work. Well, that's probably, that probably wasn't needed. Well, I got sick a little bit because God needed to, to take me through that to work something beautiful in me. Now, let me ask you this as well. Out of the things that God provided for, how many sleepless nights have you lost tossing and turning because you were filled with fear and anxiety about that same situation that God ended up providing for? Please tell me. <laughs> I failed miserably at this. 
How many days without end have you complained? Have you murmured to others about the things God ended up providing for? (laughs) Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, forgive us. Was 2022 a bad year for you when it comes to anxiety and fear? Did you question his power and his desire to provide for you? Did you? Now, the truth is that if we're not content, if we're not satisfied in Christ for the stuff that he provides for us, or another way of putting it is if we stress and worry and are anxious and not trusting God if he's going to provide for our needs, this is a given, by the way, this is a given. If we don't do that, we will not be generous to give to those in need. You will hoard everything for yourself because you feel that, oh, God is not for me, so I'm just going to have to hoard this and that. And I'm not only referring to money. I'm referring to time. I think the, the greatest asset and commodity that we have. Time, giftings, abilities. Yes, finances too. Were you generous in 2022? Were you generous, not, again, not only with finances, but with time and abilities and giftings? If not, if not, check this out. It is probably because you were not content and satisfied in Christ that he's willing and powerful enough to provide for you. As simple as that. And when we're not content in Christ, the sad part is that we may prove to not know Jesus at all. I know it stings a little bit. Because we won't minister to him by serving the least of his brothers. Check this out, Matthew 25, 40. Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. And if we don't do it for them, don't know if we know him. But if we really believe Philippians 4.19, check this out. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. If we really believe this, that he will supply for every need of ours and learn the secret of being content in God with what God provides in every circumstance. And, And if we're growing in our faith and believing that he will provide, check this out. Not only will the kingdom receive a surge of resources, because we need that, but the faith that you manifest in all those circumstances will overcome the world in a thousand ways. Let me explain myself a little bit. Why would you say that, Ovi? Because listen to this verse from 1 John 5, 4. Magnificent verse. And listen to how you can overcome the world. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Our faith and trust in God that he will provide for every situation that he allows in our life. That's how you overcome the world. Because the world will come at you to destroy your faith. That's how you overcome the world, your faith in God, your faith that God will supply every need of yours according to his riches. How beautiful is that? So Father, do whatever it takes this year to set us free from any bondage to serving money. Set us free from our fear-fueled efforts to take matters in our own hands and let us know the joy and freedom of radical generosity. Can we pray that? So, increase our love for you, Father, and decrease our love for the idols in our lives. Increase our trust in your promises. 
and decrease our trust in our imagination and perceptions. And number three, increase our trust in, what was it? Don't, don't tell me, don't tell me. <laughs> increase our trust in, in your power and willingness to provide for our needs and, and decrease our fear-fueled efforts to take matters in our own hands. And then number four, increase our sense of the reality of the resurrection and decrease our fear of death. I'll say it again. Increase our sense of the reality of the resurrection and decrease our fear of death for you and for the loved ones, for us and for the loved ones. How many times have you been gripped by fear of death this year? Maybe not for yourself, but maybe for a parent or a child. May I remind us, church, that our greatest hope, our greatest hope and our long-awaited destination in this life is our resurrection into our eternal hope. Oh, that, that is it. Nothing beats that. That's a summa cum laude of all hopes. So if this is our greatest hope, if this is our long-awaited destination for us and for the loved ones, let me ask, why are we so afraid of death? Why? Do you know what death is actually? Death is but a, sep- a transition. You transition from one life to the other. Death is but a transition. If our resurrection into eternity is, is not our greatest hope, it's not our greatest hope, we will live in a plethora of fear and spend excessive time and money on guarding our health. That's what we do. Because our greatest hope is not home. It's not res- the resurrection Church, let me remind us that our Father in heaven, for our sake, crushed his son Jesus. Crushed his son Jesus and raised him on the third day to remove the sting of death. The truth is that death died in Jesus' death. Death died in Jesus' death. This is what John 11, 25, 26 says. Actually, Jesus having a conversation with Martha. And he says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Therefore, church, life, life, living life, really is Christ you know why? Because we live through him and for him. That's why living is Christ. And death is really gained because we get to be with him. Remember what Apostle Paul says in Philippians 1.21, I'm torn. I don't know which one's better. It's better to go be with him. Trust me. But to live this life is, is to live for him and through him. If we believe that, that this, with all of our hearts, church, we will be an unstoppable force for the gospel all over the world. So Father, do whatever it takes this year for us to live more in the freedom of the resurrection. Yes, church, he must increase. Jesus must increase in 2023 in our lives. And we must decrease. We must decrease. If Jesus increases and we decrease, our joy will be full. That's what John says. Our joy will be full. In other words, this joy that comes from our Father, from from allowing Him to increase in our lives, and, and, and we just get less and less of the attention, 
This joy will fully satisfy us. It's the only thing that will satisfy your heart. It's a fully satisfying joy. In the end, let me ask this. How much time and energy, how many resources did you spend in searching intentionally and unintentionally this year for some sort of a fix in here? Just, just to, you know, you know, life can, can be pretty, pretty tough sometimes. And it doesn't take long to be jaded by life. It doesn't. And sometimes all you're looking for is just a break. Come on, just a break. Something to make you feel better. That's what I'm talking about, that joy, that fix. We're just looking for that desperately sometimes. So how much time and energy did you spend in searching this year for that one thing to bring you joy to, to whatever extent? Maybe a TV show to, 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 you know, to scratch that itch. Maybe a vacation that you thought will do it. Maybe a promotion at work. Maybe the health of your kids. Nothing will satisfy. Listen, church, nothing will satisfy. No joy will be complete unless that joy is fully anchored in Christ. And if we pursue humility so that he increases and we decrease, it's the only kind of joy that will bring full satisfaction, the only joy that is complete. Everything else is but a cheap replica. I remember in my soccer days, we used to buy these cheap replica soccer shirts. Just the teams that we loved and the players that we loved. And I remember that every single time without fail, they would disappoint. Like, oh my goodness. It would only take one time playing soccer with it, right? And you would wash it and then it would shrink and it would rip easily. It's like, forget it. Oh, this is so, so disappointing. But I remember once buying a, an original Real Madrid shirt with David Beckham's name on the back. Not to be confused with Dave Beckman. <laughs> Dave, I waited two and a half years since I met you to use that in a sermon. <laughs> come on, church, come on. <laughs> when I first met, I was like, oh, I know a superstar <laughs> that I looked up to for half of my life. Guess what? I still have that shirt. For 20-something years, and I still have that shirt. It's intact. It's beautiful. Again, the only joy that, 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 this joy that comes from knowing Christ is the only one that will fully satisfy, the only joy that is complete. Everything else, again, is but a cheap replica. So this is our prayer for 2023 Summit Church. Father, increase our love for you. Father, increase our trust in your promises. Number three, Father, increase our faith in your provision. And number four, Father, just do something in our hearts. Help us to realize just this power and the reality of our resurrection that is to come. Father, we pray this in the name of Jesus with a deep desire that Jesus may be glorified more in us this year than ever before. And Father, we ask these things that they would happen in the secret place, in prayer. Help us devote ourselves to prayer where the Holy Spirit, and we invite the Holy Spirit to just fill us, fill every fiber in our being, every cell in our body, because we cannot do it on our own. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. So Father, would you do this awesome work in our lives in 2023? We really want you to 
increase in our lives and we want us to just decrease less and less attention to us and more and more attention to you. Can we make that a prayer in 2023, church? We'll try to, I'll talk to Lucas and Raz and we'll try to just maybe bring this to your attention every now and then to see if we're actually, you know, let's, let's do this. Let's not forget, but let's do this. Let's not make this again a, a, an emotional suggestion type of thing. Oh, it was cute. It was great. Ah, great, great sermon or whatever, bad sermon. But that this would be a, a, the prayer of our hearts for 2023. Thanks for tuning in to the Summit Church Garden City Podcast. We hope this teaching has encouraged you and helps you live for more.